We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the Knicks will even their record at 500. Hornets will drop to 7 and 19. Yeah, you can't expect more from them with all the injuries they've sustained. But another sweet win by the Knicks. 121-102. Knicks third consecutive victory. And their second in two games against Charlotte this season. All right. Giddy up. I think they call that a winning streak. Oh, boy. <laughs> Kool-Aid's flowing. Uh, the Knicks win in Charlotte. 121 to 102 um, in a score that was that is really not indicative of this game. This was for a large stretch of the game, a very clunky offensive performance uh, from the Knicks. uh, But at the same time, very I would go so far as to say at times a fairly dominant defensive performance from them uh, for as much as they were playing a, a undermanned Hornet team. We'll talk about that aspect of it. But Knicks win the game. And in doing so. Here we are. Back at back at mid, back at 500. You know, there's only one way that I could think of to start this and it's just to point out how utterly absurd sports is <laughs> sometimes. You know, I was sitting in front of this laptop in a different location, but in front of the same laptop um less than a week ago, 6 days ago. Um and I was out out, 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 all the way out on this team. And a lot of people were out on them too after, you know, what had been a really choppy, to put it politely, start to the season, went out west, kind of righted the ship, and then some, you know, some close losses. And then boom, just big fat fart noise against the Dallas Mavericks at home in a performance that I said at the time. It was a performance. I felt like it's it's the sort of performance that get a coach that gets a coach fired. That's how bad it felt in the second half there. And I think we were all kind of wondering, would this be it? What would happen if Donovan Mitchell comes into the garden, and drops you know forty some points, and um, he didn't do that. And since then, I can't. I I literally cannot believe I'm saying this, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it anyway. This is. The most enjoy. This is the most satisfying, the most enjoyable, the most. It, it. It's the best feeling overall I've had watching this team 
since the We Here season. Because for the first time since that season, you could sense there is an identity being formed. And look, this is now three straight games where uh, a, an opposing team has shot just <laughs> atrociously against the the Knicks. And I don't care that Terry Rozier made some threes in the fourth quarter. The Hornets couldn't hit the far side of a barn while the this well this was still a game. And again, like I said after the the, the uh, Cavs game, and like I said um, after after the last game. Yes, some of that has to do with New York's defense. I think maybe a lot of it has to do with New York defense. At the same time, like sometimes teams get hot. They have not seen a team get hot far from it over the last three games that they have played against Cleveland, Atlanta, and and the Hornets. And you know, and that's been helpful. At the same time, it is pretty clear that after there was a lot of, you know, borrowing from Peter to, to pay Paul and, you know, half measures and compromises and this, that, and the other thing, forget through the first, whatever, 23 games of the season, but really going back to last year, um, something changed where, I don't know if it's it Tibbs, I don't know if it was Tibbs in the front office together. I, I, your guess is as good as mine, where it seems like they were like, look, <laughs> we're going down. <laughs> this ship's going down. We're going to we're going to go down our way. And the the most symbolic moment of tonight was when the Hornets in the fourth quarter, I, I don't know how many minutes were left, six, seven minutes, something like that in the fourth quarter. And they had. They they were looking a little frisky on offense. I mean, the lead was still whatever it was, 20 or 21 points. And what does Tibbs do? He puts McBride back in the fucking game after he had taken him out a few minutes earlier. Alongside Brunson, so super small backcourt, and with Grimes then playing the three. Because it, it seemed like Tibbs was saying at that point, you know what? I'm not the I'm done fucking around. And it felt like it felt like a base a manager of a baseball team putting in their closer putting Deuce in, in that spot. And I think that is so symbolic for me, at least of the fact that this team is finally trying, trying to go in on an identity. Is it a perfect identity? No, uh, it is not. But you know what? For, for this team, since really the end of the, we hear season, perfect has been the enemy of the good. And there's been a lot of bad as a result of it. And I wrote about that today for my newsletter. I I've murdered the front office in today's newsletter because I'm like, look, there was an approach to take when you took over this franchise and you haven't and you didn't take it. And as a result, now you're having conversations about a guy like Emmanuel quickly, which like should not be happening under no circumstances. Should that be happening? You draft that guy. And then under three years later, you're talking trade with him. That being said, and I'll, they deserve all the blame in the world for the fact that that is a situation and we'll see what happens with quickly moving forward. That being said, finally, what people have been asking for, and I'm not going to put myself in with these people because I've, I've hemmed in hard and I've, I've tried to play both sides in the fence and that's a bad job by me. But there have been a lot of people that have been asking since day one, just, just play the freaking young players. And tonight, who did we watch? Well, we watched, let's go through the nine man rotation real quick. Um, RJ Barrett, Quinn Grimes, Jericho Sims, 
uh, Deuce McBride, Emmanuel Quickly. So five of the nine players on their rookie contract. R.J. Barrett's still on his rookie contract. Mitchell Robinson, homegrown talent. I mean, I, I still kind of consider him one of the kids. So that's six. And then Hardenstein, Jalen Brunson, and uh, and Julius Randle. And look, I, I will open it up to the Super Chats in a minute um, after I say a couple other specifics about tonight's game. But like, there are still going to be people who are going to be out on this team, on this coach, God knows, on this front office for a variety of reasons. And look, that's fine and that's fair. And I have a feeling there's going to be some, a lot of it, some of it, most of it, whatever, is going to be surrounding Cam Reddish, who, you know, Fred Katz came on the pod today or we recorded it last night and we both agreed. Like the most obvious move by far put Cam Reddish back in the rotation after the OB injury. And yet we talked about it. And by the end of that conversation we had on the pod, I agreed with him, which was like, no, there's no way Cam Reddish is, is setting foot on this floor. Um, and barring some crazy injury situation is never going to play another minute for the Knicks again. And that again is because it seems like they're like, fuck it. We're going to go with the guys that we're going to go with that we feel good with. And we're stock. We're going to stop worrying about building up trade value and and what could we get from this asset? And oh, we got to keep playing Fournier. He's making too much money. And Derek Rose, oh, it's Tibbs' guy. And although, get, I, if you ask me, I, I if if I had to guess, if I had to guess, the Deuce thing, I would guess that that's Tibbs. But I don't know that. He just like, can there be a more Tibbsy player than Deuce McBride? I, you know, I don't know. Um, and I'm sure it's hard for Tibbs to sit to sit Derek Rose. But he's doing what's right for the team. Just like right now, like going all in on this identity. And and here's the thing. And 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 look, people are going to be like, well, how could you say that? Cam Reddish was good defensively this year, the whole thing. I, they are playing right now like a team that gives a shit. Every minute. Not a little bit. Not like, oh, they're going to give a shit for five minutes. And then they're not going to give a shit. And then they're going to kind of give a shit again. And then they're going to just completely stop giving a shit like we saw in the Mavs game and the Hawks game and like so many other games. The pre the first Hawks game. No. 48 minutes, they give a shit now. And I think you have to have guys that are all in. And they're playing guys that I think, I think, are all in. Um, even... Even Julius Randle, man, and, uh, and that's a good transition. I'll, I'll just—I'm not going to go g- deep into all of like the guys tonight because it'll come up on the super chats. But like, because like pretty much everybody played well tonight. Um, Julius Randle out there, like he didn't have a great offensive. He he got into his bag a little bit too much after he was getting into his bag early. Finished nine for twenty-two. Probably forced. Uh, there were a handful of possessions where he was commandeering it a little bit too much for for my liking. After he started feeling it early, but like he ended up with thirty-three points on twenty-two shots. He, he was killing it, getting to the line. Um, only had the one turnover. Like you can't complain about that. And he's trying. It seemed like he was trying on defense. Like yes, there were those same two or three possessions we see every game where he doesn't get out to the corner, but like. We saw a nice effort, and we've seen a nice effort now from him for the most part, I think, for a few games. Um, RJ started off horrendously tonight. Beautiful bounce back. Um, I'm still worried about his defense. I still don't love what we're seeing on that end of the court, but like, if he could start to find it, because I still don't really think he's found it yet. Um, if he could start to find it, talk about a fun team all of a sudden. Frisky team. Team that other teams are not going to really want to play. Um 
which is not something we've been able to say again since the We Here season. So take it for what it's worth. It's a bad Hornets team. They're seven and nineteen. Although I will say, and this is the final thing I'll say before I'll, I'll get to the super chats. Um, the Hornets last seven games, there was one complete evisceration at the hand of the Celtics in there in Boston. Other than that, beat Philly, beat Minnesota, beat Washington, lost to, uh, lost to Milwaukee by nine, lost the, the Clippers by two, and then fought Brooklyn tooth and nail down the stretch, came back, came way back into a game that they were completely out of in Brooklyn, ended up losing that game by six. Like, They've been feisty, you know, and they were feisty tonight. And like, give them credit. Like the Knicks tried to blow this game open in the second quarter. The Knicks tried to blow this game open in the third quarter. And the Hornets kept fighting back. And like, they deserve credit for that. Um, Well-coached team, you know, but too much Knicks tonight, which is, again, not something I thought I'd be sitting here saying a week ago. But here we are. (laughs) Wouldn't you know it? Sports is funny, man. Uh, All right. On that note, let us get to... The rest of our program. First, a reminder from our good friends. I hope everybody put some put some dollars on the good old Knickerbockers tonight. At WinBet, download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download, bet, win. I will go through the betting and sweating picks from the pregame show in a little while. Uh, but for right now, let's get to the super chats. I'm sure there's going to be some some commentary. Uh, starting with Daniel Constant. What's going on, Daniel? Thanks for the contribution. If we get the 30 from two years ago, so Julius Randle, Barrett improves like he does each year. Really nice effort from him tonight. After a oh, after a <laughs> a brutal start to this game for RJ Barrett. Terrible turnover. Uh, just. Kelly Oubre Jr. took the ball from him, and and there was a not not great moment. Um, his first basket, ironically enough, was an uncontested dunk that like the rim kind of blocked him. Like not a good start. Finished the game great, even though he uh, missed his last several. I don't care. He was great in the middle, and that's what matters to me. Anyway, uh, and Brunson starts playing at a high level again. What is this team ceiling as is? Well, first of all, I don't think we're going to see this team as is. I think they're going to make a trade. Um, I've been very clear about who I hope is not in that trade, but I think they're going to make a trade. Their ceiling as is, and by the way, it's funny we're saying Brunson starts playing at a high level again. He's had two bad games in a row. <laughs> it's a, I mean, he spoiled us all, but two bad games in a row for Brunson. Um, what is their ceiling as is? I mean, if they play like this, and they're really like this is a top ten defense for sure that we're watching. Um. Might be a top seven or eight defense. They've been, um, and I'm, the rating may change a little bit, uh, but I checked earlier before I, I had Fred on the pod, and over the previous 12 games, they were like seventh in the league in defense. And that's, I think that'll get a little bit better after tonight. So if that's the defense, and I think it can be the defense, I'm confident in the defense now with these guys in there. Um, Grimes, Deuce, I, IQ. Can they be a top? Can they still be a top fifteen offense, sixteen offense, seventeen offense? If you give me like a fifth top sixteen, seventeen offense, and you, if you give me like a top seven, eight defense, I mean, that's a. I can't believe I'm saying this. That's a team that's going to fight for a playoff spot, not a play-in spot, a playoff spot. 
So like in that six, seven range in the East. Now, I think the East is going to get tougher. I think there's some teams that have been struggling in the East. I would not bet any money on them to, to make the playoffs. But if you're asking me what the ceiling is, I, sure. I'll, I'll say like six, seven, like that. I think that's the ceiling. Good question to start us off, by the way, Daniel. I like that one. Um, Danny K, solid game. Kids were flying around on defense. More Quentin Grimes, Deuce, and quick minutes together. Please, hashtag enjoy the wins. I love that. I'm going to try to enjoy all these wins because, like, you know it's not going to last. There's going to be losses, and we're going to be hemming and hawing and the whole thing, so the wins are nice. Um, love the, When those three guys get on the floor together, Grimes quickly and Deuce, man, what a freaking treat. Even when only two of them are out there, it just... The mentality, it picks up everybody around them, you know? Um, so great job by them. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited. I love it. Good stuff, Danny. Thanks uh, for the comment and the contribution. Robert Cross, first time, long time, John. No Fournier, Rose, or or uh, I think you mean Reddish there. Have we seen the last of them in a Knicks uni- uniform? Hashtag 53 wins. Um my inclination is to say, yes, you've seen the last of Ro- Ro- Fournier, Rose, and Grimes. I, I, you know, as part of the rotation, could they, you know, are there injuries that could take place where one of them gets back in? Yeah, sure. Like, God forbid, I don't even want to say it out loud, but like, you know, let's say, I won't make it bad. Let's say Deuce like sprained his ankle mildly and like had to miss a game. I would imagine Derek Rose would play in that game, like, and not. Ryan Archdiacono, although Archdiacono is out right now. Um, That would be my guess. So, like, is there an injury that could happen? And, like, you could easily say, like, well, there was an injury to Obi Toppin. An injury happened and Cam didn't get in. I had a funny feeling maybe it's just matchup dependent because the Hornets are kind of a big team. I had a funny feeling he was going to go with Hart and Sims together. Those two... On the floor at the same time, I mean, they're going to be a much better rebounding team. I think on the offensive glass, they're going to be a pain in the ass for teams to deal with, to box both of those guys out. Because both because Hardenstein's an excellent offensive rebounder, and Sims is, is coming along. Um, Hardenstein clearly is comfortable spacing the floor. And at the very least, if you're a defense, you have to pay attention to him 16, 18 feet from the hoop. Uh, I think they'll get more used to playing with each other on offense. Um. And defensively, like Sims can fucking move, man. That dude's a brick shit house on wheels. He is. So I don't like, forgive me for saying this. I don't think they're going to lose that much on defense with those two guys out there at the same time. Like, is it perfect? No. Are there teams that are going to be able to exploit the hell out of it? Absolutely. I, but I, I don't think they're going back to, to Cam. That, that ship sailed. So if you're in the cam hive, I mean, I guess get ready to start watching him when he's on his next team and um, saying I told you so if he plays well for that team, but I, I, it's not happening here anymore. Thanks, Robert. Lunas, am I right? RJ should hit the club more. Hashtag Harden paved the way. I don't know about that. It seemed like he was still shaking off the, uh, the after effects the way he started this game. But yeah, he... I, you know, I think he played within himself. I think he was, 
it's funny. Like I want to say, I was about to say he was more patient. And at the same time, that's not really accurate because he hit the hole hard on, you know, when he was, when he had it going, when I think he made eight straight field goals. Um, but it's like, you know, like he has, a, he just like, he's, he's very unique player. When he has it going, he has a way about him that we as Nick, it's hard to describe, but we as Nick fans know it when we see it, when he's comfortable and he was comfortable out there tonight. And again, yeah, maybe a little bit of that is the opponent, but I felt pretty good. I felt pretty good watching him. Thanks, Lunas. Um, <laughs> Robert Cross with one more. First time, long time, John. I am still aggravated by the IQ trade rumors. It has been 48 hours of aggregation for me. Hashtag 53 wins. I'll give you two things. Three things. Not for me. I'll steal from the pod that I just did with Fred. One, a trade is not going to happen until it happens. So follow Fred's advice. Don't be aggravated over something that hasn't happened yet. Despite the fact that I wrote an entire fucking column about it today. Two, um, they're not just going to give them away. And that may not cause you much solace, but I, I, first of all, I believe Fred when he says that I don't, I think if, if they do like whatever the deal is, if it is going to happen and I can't sit here and say that it's definitely going to happen. Um, you're, you're not going to like it. A lot of people aren't going to like it, but I think objectively you're going to be able to probably look at it again, if it happens and be like, okay, it, you know, it's fair value. Um, that's number two. And then I forget number three. Okay. So I just got two for you. Sorry. Two's better than nothing though. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's film school, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kevin Danishevsky, we went from the wheels falling off to wondering if we're going to get a repeat of 2020-21. Hey, listen, they were 12 and 13. Uh, well, no, sorry. They were they were 11 and 14, right? After 25 games um, in 2021. Uh, McBride, Grimes, embody the spirit of that team. Absolutely. Is 2020-21 Randall back? Um, hmm, as my wife is coughing like a, a lung in the other room. I hope she's okay. She's been shout out to my wife. She's had a brutal week. She's been under the weather all week. She's still caring for two kids, still doing everything that you need to do to uphold the household. I am married to Superwoman, as it were. Um, I need to be for me to do all this crap. Um, is that Randall back? No, I, I mean, it, it, you could tell he was playing like it was 2021 again for a period of time in this game. I, I don't want that Randall back. Like I like the version of Rand. Like we got, we got some long twos tonight and love that. I like the version, the offensive version of Randall this year, more than the version of, of that year. Um, I think his intensity on defense seems to be creeping back in. Um, he's, he's, he's really good on offense and like if he's just if he gives just a little bit of effort on defense like he did tonight, I mean, that's a really good freaking player and a guy that um, there's going to be interest in in trades. And it's the it's, you know, it's the same old question. What are they going to do? You know, they'll they'll pick up the phone, as Fred said, uh, what are they going to do? I don't know. As Atlanta is about to lose again to Brooklyn. That's a shame. Uh, thanks, Kev. Good question. Robert Cross. This is for Kevin Danishevsky. RJ Barrett says, hello, you traitor. Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, look. We don't have to pit family against family, Robert. I do think. The RJ Grimes conversation. Is an interesting one. Because RJ 
is, shall we say, runs hot and cold. <laughs> um, Grimes is a metronome. And I know he hasn't been a metronome with his shot from the outside. I want to say he did. I don't think he shot it well tonight. But again, it's like, I don't even care. He was four of eight tonight for 11 points. So he was one of four from three. So like, he's still not shooting it from the outside. But he had 11 points um, and six rebounds. I mean, talk about a tenacious rebounder. But he's just, he's just so freaking consistent. And the defense is just like, man, I, I, I don't have the words to describe Quentin Grimes' defense. Like I, I tweeted it out in the first quarter, PJ Washington got switched on to him, or he got switched on to PJ Washington twice. And PJ Washington, PJ Washington is a good offensive player. And PJ Washington took him into the post a couple times, just freaking got nothing. Like he got shot attempts off, but like they weren't great attempts, and he missed both of them. Like Grimes just drapes himself all over you. And to have that kind of consistency on the defensive end with a little bit of positional versatility. Cause again, I think he, I think he plays a little bit bigger than his size. Um, you know, if he's going to hit shots at the other end and we know we could do some other stuff with the ball, it, it's, it's interesting. Hey, how about this? Why not both? How about both guys play? Well, wouldn't that be great? Thanks, Robert. As always, first time, long time. Uh, Kevin Wilson, what's going on, Kev? They gave up over 100 points tonight. This team sucks. <laughs> I think he's being facetious there. Um, yeah, I got to check the updated defensive uh, rating. Um, oh, I've got to see. I wonder how long it'll it'll take to get up, but I'll, I'll get it up there. Uh, thanks for the contribution, Kev. Appreciate it. Um, Chris Carter, what's going on, Chris? This is the first game I watched in a long time that I never worried about the Knicks losing. Kelly Oubre sucks. Go Knicks. Shots fired at Kelly Oubre catching strays. Um, I got to tell you, I kind of feel the same way. And the reason I feel that way is what I talked about at the top. The defensive identity. And it, 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 it again, it reminded me of two years ago when like they would go through every like how many games do we watch in the We Here season? pretty much every game where they would go through a funk offensively and they would go through a five or six minute stretch of the game where like whether Randall was out or Randall didn't have it or whatever the case may be where they just could not buy a bucket and they would withstand those stretches consistently, consistently to the point that this was the, they finished as like the 23rd or 24th ranked offense in the league And they were 10 games over 500 because of that defense, because of that defensive consistency. Tonight, it did feel like that again. Now, it was the Hornets. I want to see how they do on Sunday night against the Kings. If they go out and they give up, what do they give give up tonight? They gave up 101 points tonight. If they go out and give up 100 or 102, if they go out and give up 102 to the Kings on Sunday, then we could have, and they win that game. Oh, boy. Let's have some fucking fun. And let's have some conversations. Because I want to, I want to see them against that team. I really do. Because the Hawks are in a bad place right now. The Hornets are injured as all hell, and the Cavs just had one of those nights from outside. I think Kings are going to bring it. That's a really good offense. So I want to, I want to see what happens then. Uh, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Busy, what's going on, Busy? I will second that being aggravated by the quickly trade rumors. The real news should be that we can get both picks from the Lakers with this Julius Randle performance. 
Um, I I still have the Nets game on now. The Lakers were last I checked, kind of still in it um, against the against the Sixers, but I haven't gotten a score update on that in a while. Um, you know, that's an interesting one. I don't. I don't know if I. Well, let me take a step back. The Lakers are not going to trade both picks unless they feel like they can get something where they're they're just going to be in the inner circle of championship contenders. And I think they're smart enough to know that Julius Randle does not put them in the inner circle of of championship contenders. I think I think they're smart enough to know that. Um, so you're not getting both picks. Can you get one pick? I mean, unprotected with no protections whatsoever. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I think the better question is: Is that the deal the Knicks would do? Because presumably, you'd be taking back Russ, and you'd be sending out. I, was, I would assume Fournier as well. Maybe Rose. Maybe both. I don't know. You could, I think the salaries you can make at work if you take back another small salary. Whatever. Like. We don't have to talk about this because it's not going to happen. But like, it's an interesting theoretical conversation at this point. Whether this, whether this Knicks regime would just completely undermine this year's team for a future asset that could be really good and like might not be anything, and it also gets them out from under Randall. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the Randall deal they're they're holding out for. So again, assuming one pick, two picks. You, Got to, got to make that deal. Um, thanks, Busy. Good good question and uh, comment there. Anthony Six, though. Three down. Let's see if it could get to seven. Uh, uh, listen, again, this team has had two, two four-game winning, winning streaks of four games or more in two-plus years under Thibodeau, and one came last March in games that did not matter. So let's get to four. Um, thoughts on... Uh, or, uh, Thoughts on Isaiah Hardenstein. I love the emotion and the energy he brings to the court. I am going to be consistent about this. And I hope I've been consistent about this. Isaiah Hardenstein is not a bad basketball player. He's quite a good basketball player. I don't think he's been bad this year. I think he has. I think his weaknesses have been exploited this year. You know, because of. I mean, he has weaknesses and because of the team's weaknesses and like where they need him to be better. And I also think he hasn't been utilized properly. And some of that's on the front office who brought him in and some of that's on the coach, obviously. Goes without saying it's on the coach. Um, he's good, though. And he fights hard and he could do a lot of things and he's skilled and like. I I like him. I like him. And I, I you know, I felt bad saying like. Let's maybe we move on from him. Oh, now I got the Lakers game on. Oh, so they're down by six with a minute left to go. Hmm. See what happens. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, again, I'm if it's for whatever it is, seven, eight minutes a game, I, I, I'll, I'll see where this Hardenstein Sims thing goes. Um, thanks for the uh contribution, Anthony. Appreciate it. Uh, Robert Cross with another one. John is for the legend. <laughs> this is for, excuse me, I can't read. This is for the legend of GMAC or that kid. Can we get a funny holiday special pod with John? 
uh, we got well that will make that happen. I don't know if uh, Futternik is watching right now. If he is watching, um, have your people talk to my people. It's been way too long, and I like you know the thing is I love getting funny on when when things are good because I love talking to funny about a team that's fun because I love the energy he brings and the emotion he brings. So we'll get that. We'll get we'll make sure that happens. Um, they can review favorite Chinese food. Hashtag fifty three wins. Um, I'm happy to talk about anything with funny, whatever he wants to, whatever he wants to talk about. I love Chinese food. I'd go for some Chinese food right now. Greg film stuff. What's going on? Greg film stuff. Thanks for the contribution, man. Best game from RJ this season. Whoa. Um, maybe, maybe none, none. I mean, again, really rough start, but like, in the middle there, he really had it going. You might be right. I would have to go back and look. I do not need him to be a superstar. If he can get comfortable enough with the game, with his game, where he can play make and score on a consistent level, I'm content. Give me 25 and 5. So um, I can't believe it took me this long to bring this up. I Someone asked me about it or brought it up on Twitter the other day, and I looked it up, and I was looking in the NBA.com's database if the starting lineup Grimes Mitch Julius and Brunson had played any minutes those four with quickly in place of RJ and I looked on the NBA's stats page and I didn't see any minutes and I must have missed something because I checked I double checked on cleaning the glass tonight and I saw that they had played 19 possessions together which is about I don't know eight minutes so I must have missed that my bad um, my my point in bringing it up is like I I do wonder if I'd like RJ even more playing more extended minutes with the second unit and I understand you're you're missing some offense there right um but something about that is very interesting to me. And I, I guess I thought of it more because like I've always been intrigued by the idea of quickly with the other starters, just because I think he's a more consistent shooter. Um, I think he's a, he's a better defensive player. Um, and you, your comment made me think of it also because like we don't need RJ to be a superstar, right? So if you don't need that player to be a superstar, that guy in your starting lineup, because Brunson and Randall are doing most of the heavy lifting for you. And granted, here's the thing. They needed RJ to do a lot of the heavy lifting tonight because Brunson didn't have it. And like you couldn't, and Randall was kind of getting a little, he, you know, it started to slow down and be a little stodgy with him. So like, I don't know. Um, I agree with you though. I agree with you. Like just RJ be, be consistent. That's all. Be consistent. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, man. Joe Dugan, more promising and fun. The Grimes Deuce backcourt or the developing iHeart RJ two man chemistry. Tibbs playing the kids. Yes. Um, Grimes and Deuce for sure. <laughs> We've seen this with RJ before. RJ has a great chemistry with Mitch. He's had a great chemistry with Mitch since his rookie year. He's always hit Mitch for lobs. And I think there's no reason why he shouldn't do the same with Hardenstein. Um, different sorts of players. I could see him having certain advantages with Mitch, having certain advantages with, with Hardenstein. Um, but Deuce and Grimes, man, 
I, I, I tweeted it out the other day and I, I don't, I don't allow myself to get in my, in my feel like it, with the feels too much anymore. I try to, I try to stay more grounded now in my old age as I'm pushing 40, not a kid anymore. Um, but like watching Deuce and Grimes these last few games and now tonight, I, I, I just, I couldn't help but think to myself, man, is this like one of those things where we're going to be reading, you know, a Zach Lowe article, of course, me, um, drink, a couple of years from now, and the Knicks are good. All of a sudden, the Knicks are good. And it's like it all started, like the culture reset started when they went to these two guys in the backcourt and just turned the keys over. And was like, this is what our identity is going to be. We are going to give you, you know, however many minutes a game it is of of absolute fucking hell in the backcourt. And between that and Mitchell Robinson is the backstop, because um, I don't think Mitchell Robinson is going anywhere. Um, that's a that's a good defense. What did Mitchell Robinson just tweet? Oh my god, I'm afraid. So taps count as shot attempts, but not rebounds. Oh, of course he's looking at his stats. What a funny guy. <laughs> what a fu- It's like, I was actually home alone the other day. Kevin's dad at the end of the movie when he says he went shopping. He's like, what a funny guy. Mitchell Robinson, you're like the, you're like the uh, Kevin McAllister of the Knicks. What a funny guy. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love do some end crimes. How could you not? Anthony Strano. What's going on, Anthony? It just can't be a coincidence when Grimes started getting major minutes, the three-point defense improved. Um, I I would have to go back and look it up. Do you mean Deuce? Because Grimes has been in the starting lineup. I think this was his 10th or 11th game in the starting lineup. Um, so... You know they've they've had some not great defensive performances, but I think between him and Deuce and quickly, I think that makes a big difference. I think that makes a big difference. So yeah, thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. I'm 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 still waiting for the defensive stats to update because I really I really 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 want to see this. Um where they're at since that OKC game in particular. Um, Varun Jane, what's going on, man? It's great to see you. Um, wait, hold on. Before I before I read this comment, I think I may have my updated... Yes, I have my updated stats. So the Knicks for the season now are up to 15th in net rating. They finally have a positive net rating for the first time in seemingly forever. They are 13th in offense on the season and 17th in defense on the season. In the last 13 games, so since that Oklahoma City disaster at home, the Knicks are now... Holy shit, the Knicks are sixth in defense. Last 13 games, since that OKC game. I was looking down, and I was like, where are they? I'm like, oh my god, yeah. They've moved ahead of the Warriors. That's awesome. Again, this is a team that we've we've a lot of complaints about since that even over the on the West Coast swing, and they played in Phoenix, in Golden State. Obviously, they got lambasted by Dallas. 
I'm probably forgetting some other performance where the, the defense was not good. The, the Portland game was not good defense. Sixth defense since that OKC disaster, disaster on that Sunday at home. That's good. That's real. And that that's I do think that that's Grimes because that's right around when Grimes. I, I might be I might be off by a game or two, but like. That's I think I do think that's Grimes. Um, Varun. Could the Mavs game be the Knicks turnaround moment the way it was for the Celtics last year after RJ's game-winning shot? I mean, you have to think something clicked, right? Don't you? I think. I think something clicked. Um, because, like... I, but, I again, I think the thing that it was... And, like, maybe it was, like, Brunson saying after the game, like... It, it's on us. We just got to try harder. It's like the coach is going to get the blame, but it's on us. We have to go out and execute. We have to go out and like give a shit. And they have given a shit. I, I think it was something more than that. I really do think there was something in the organization where they were like, let we're, we're, and again, I don't know if, if it's Tibbs or the front office or both of them or neither. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there was a decision. Like we're going to, if we're going down, we're going down with the guys that we want to go down with. That's my gut feeling. Um, and we'll see what reporting emerges over the coming weeks. Um, Hush, what's going on? Hush, see, see what Hush's mood is tonight. I know we complain about Obi, but the Hornets still not playing book night, book night, excuse me, on such a depleted team right now. Talk about malpractice. I'd be livid. I really like him. I mean, he had the offseason stuff. So, like, I, you know, I don't know what to make of that. Um, it is insane that he's out of the rotation on a team that is completely decimated by injuries and they are whatever they are, a dozen games under 500. That's wild. Um, and yeah, to like, you can't, you can't blow. You can't blow a draft pick like that. Like, you know, especially if you're a team like the Hornets and like, you know, Kai Jones had a couple of nice moments tonight, but like they, they gave up a future first round pick or, Two seconds if it maybe that's it. But like they've they've hamstrung themselves in terms of picks they could trade to get Kai Jones. How's that working out? Like Mark Williams drafted whatever he was drafted this year. Um I you know, we're I mean, I know he's out right now, but like that dude doesn't seem like he's making a big impact. I, it's just Lots of errors. Lots of errors by that organization, which is why for all the people who are like, is LaMelo Ball gonna be the next guy to try to maneuver his way. I I don't know. I mean, he's going to take the money because everybody takes the money, but we'll see. Thanks, Hush. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.